Are the 49ers frauds? We're breaking it all down here on today's episode of Locked On NFL. You are Locked On NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's going on, football fans, and welcome into another episode of Locked On NFL, your daily podcast covering all the biggest stories around the National Football League every single day. Here is a part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much to all you everydayers out there making Locked On NFL your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget you can subscribe and follow always for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. And it is Tuesday here on the Locked On NFL podcast. You've got Tyler Rowland at Tic Tac Titans in for Luke Braun today. Myself, Ross Jackson at Ross Jackson Nola on your favorite social media. And we are here to break down Monday Night Football, the Kevin Byard trade, and much more. Today's episode of Locked On NFL brought to you by our friends at Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use that promo code Locked On NFL for $20 off of your first order. Last minute tickets, lowest price. Guaranteed. Now, Tyler, you and I are going to get to a yike and a like. We're going to take a look at the Kevin Byard trade because I know you're intimately involved and aware mm-hmm. of how of all the details of that and how it uh, ends up panning out for the Titans and for the Eagles. But I want to start today's show off with, of course, the big time upset, the Minnesota Vikings upsetting the San Francisco 49ers. I'm just going to open the floor to you here for a little bit. What did we just learn about the San Francisco 49ers on Monday night? Listen, Ross, I think the reality here is the San Francisco 49ers are frauds. Okay. Oh, put the stamp put, on them. Put, put, put the, put the stamp on <laughs> Right. All jokes aside, though, I, I think on a serious note, my takeaway from this game is the 49ers simply aren't on the level of the Philadelphia Eagles. I think yeah. both of these teams are the two best teams in the NFC, but I just think that the Eagles are a tier ahead. I think the, te- the Eagles are deeper as a team, especially on the defensive line with the pass rush. That's something we saw with the 49ers kind of fall off in this game against the Vikings. And we'll talk more from the Vikings angle in a second, but that pass rush led by Nick Bosa just simply wasn't enough to affect yeah. the game. And at, at the end of the day, I think with the issues that you have with the injuries in the 49ers and a better quarterback, I think really from from a, 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 a macro perspective, you say mm-hmm. the 49ers aren't as good as the Eagles. That's the big takeaway. But from a micro perspective, Brock Purdy, He's just simply not as good as Jalen Hurts. He's driving the bus. He's not the engine. He's in the Kyle Shanahan offense. I think he's a good player, and he's not the novelty that some people treated him as with uh, being Mr. Irrelevant. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think he's a good starting quarterback in the NFL, but I think we could kind of calm down on on the Brock Purdy elite conversation, stuff like that. So after two straight losses, For the 49ers, though, injuries involved, I I think from a a team and a player perspective, those are my big takeaways right, right now. Yeah, I love the Brock Purdy point that you just made there, the Purdy point, if you will, because the I think that if point, we, yeah. the Purdy point, right? So I, I think that we like when you look at that, you really saw sort of the flaws in his game and the limitations mm-hmm. in his game uh, on Monday night. I think you saw a Minnesota Vikings defense that Brian Flores going to blitz your brains out type of defense mm-hmm. and what they're able to do to disrupt the timing of an offense that's so predicated on timing 
against a quarterback that's not a creator, but a facilitator. And I think that that's mm -hmm. exactly what you, you kind of really saw the confirmation of mm -hmm. for Brock Purdy. Do I think that Brock Purdy is the perfect quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers? Yes, I really truly do. I think that he's the right choice out of the guys that they had to make that decision about preseason, even before they traded away Trey mm -hmm. Lance, the Dallas Cowboys. But I think that what you saw today was the limitation that comes with when you're going up against a defense that can disrupt the very, very precise uh, elements of that Shanahan system mm -hmm. that he's not able to overcome that, at least not yet. And I think that that was a big thing to learn there. But on the other hand, I think we just watched Kirk Cousins just play like one of the best games that we've ever watched him yeah. play without one of his major targets, which by the way, Brock mm -hmm. Purdy was without Debo Samuel as well. So I do want to acknowledge that, but man, if I'm looking at what that San Francisco 49ers weaponry is minus Debo Samuel, I still right. feel better about that than the Minnesota Vikings and Kirk Cousins flat out outperformed today. Yeah, Kirk Cousins was great. Give a shout out to the man that I am filling in for right now, yep. Luke Braun in the Cousins chaos meter. I saw Luke say <laughs> during the game that, yeah, he was, uh, he was peak Kirk. Uh, he will frick you up is where he was at. <laughs> Not quite chaos Kirk tonight on primetime, yes. but Pete Kirk. And shout out to Kirk Cousins. Really, this performance can't go understated. He was without Justin Jefferson. The offensive yep. line of the Vikings, while having some good tackle play at times, is nowhere near the, the offensive line of the San Francisco 49ers. Doesn't have as good of running back play. The defense certainly isn't as good. The, the Vikings were at home. They made some mistakes. They had the kicker miss out on multiple points that would have made yep. this a, a bigger yep. lead and maybe a, a less stressful game for the Vikings. But in my opinion, the MVP of the game is Kirk Cousins. He gets the game ball here in a primetime spot against what could be considered, you know, the best team in the NFL coming into the game, Kirk Cousins really delivered with a, a lesser team on paper. So I think we always, always, always crush Kirk Cousins when he loses these primetime games. He should get all of the flowers for this Monday yeah. night victory, keeping his, keeping his team in it this season. They go to two and five on the year. Now they're at three and four in the NFC North. I think the Vikings can stay in it and make a run for the playoffs. They go to two and five. They probably can't. So big, yep. big clutch performance from Kirk Cousins. Can't believe I'm saying that. Yeah, I know. Big deal for those guys for sure. Right. Kirk Cousins, by the way, like one of the things that he did so well was keep his offense on the field. He was spectacular on third downs, which yes. if there's any point in the game to be good, it's there yeah. and in the red zone and, and they were outstanding there. And this comes he broke off a sack like, too and, and made right. a play late in the game to keep him going. Like he made big plays and plays out of what you would even expect from him when he, when he plays yep. well. So uh, even more adding on to it, absolutely clutch from chaos Kirk out there. Yeah, I don't think either of us would call Kirk Cousins a an out-of-structure quarterback, but he sure found no. ways Monday night against San Francisco to get it done. And um, the other thing uh, with, with Kirk Cousins, too, was that the third pass that he threw was intercepted in this yep. game. So it looked like it was about to just be a nosedive for the guy, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden he comes out there and he performs extremely well. And he was targeting a specific receiver on that interception that he continued to go back to. How about Jordan yeah. Addison's night? Oh, my goodness. Got to mention it. Seven, 123, two touchdowns, a coming out party for the rookie stepping Man. up in the number one wide receiver role. Mm -hmm. That was huge, especially in that game where you don't have uh, a Justin Jefferson. Him getting yes. that 60-yard touchdown off of that, that battle between him and Charvarius Ward was so right. fun to watch. Coming back game, from losing like, the one earlier that goes to yep. the interception to make that play later, it, it, it's just fantastic plays. He looks like a, a real steal for the Vikings. They keep getting yep. good wide receivers. Diggs and then Jefferson and now Addison. Will it ever end for the Vikings?
Yeah, right. They're they're allergic to Randy not Moss before him, Chris yes, Carter. Exactly. I mean, it's just some franchises dominate certain positions. The Vikings seem to always have good wide receivers. Yep, yep, hundred percent. And and shout out to uh, Andrew Bynum, two interceptions, including the game sealer yep. in this one as well. And also shout out to T.J. Hawkinson, who just simply wears the long hair much better than George Kittle. Uh, <laughs> when we look at the San Francisco 49ers, I think we learned tonight that, as you mentioned, they are a step behind mm -hmm. the Philadelphia Eagles, not only in the conference but in the NFL. And guess what? The Philadelphia Eagles may have just gotten even better. They've acquired safety Kevin Byard from your very own, Tyler, uh, Tennessee Titans. So uh, coming up right. next, we're going to take a look at the impact of the Kevin Byard trade from both sides, how it improves Philadelphia, and what the impact is in a win-win situation it feels like for the Tennessee Titans. we got that coming up for you as we continue on with today's episode of Locked in NFL, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Do want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Look, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business, and you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. They have simple tools like screening questions. It makes it really easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you want to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Also want to let you guys know that tonight's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy sports made easy. I love playing at Prize Picks. I can make an entry in 60 seconds or less. And seriously, it's so simple, guys. Here's how it works. Prize Picks has a projection. For every player, whether it be Patrick Mahomes, 200 passing yards, or Derrick Henry, 80 rushing yards, or Jordan Addison, 100 receiving Ooh. yards after the performance <laughs> we saw, all you have to do is pick two to six players and say whether that player is going to have more or less than what prize picks projects. You don't have to play against a bunch of bots and a thousand lineups and a bunch of pros. It's just you against the prize picks projections. Couldn't be any simpler than that. Make sure that you guys go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use that code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use the code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. It's prizepicks, daily fantasy sports made easy. All right, everybody, continuing on with today's episode of Locked On NFL. Tyler, Roland, and I getting you ready and getting you all set up from the biggest stories from throughout mm -hmm. the week here on the National Football League. We appreciate you as always. All the everydayers out there making Locked On NFL your first listen of the day every day. So, Tyler, when you look at this Kevin Byard trade, which you have a lot of insight in as our, our uh, Tennessee Titans expert here on the Locked On Podcast Network, what's your big sort of uh, takeaway from how this trade impacts both teams. 
Well, I think from the Eagles side, and shout out to our guys over at Locked On Eagles, mm -hmm. Louie and Gino, they do a great job over there. And I spoke with them um, about this trade on the Locked On Eagles podcast after the news kind of broke. And I think for the Eagles, they were really hurting in the secondary. Mm -hmm. It was a place where they were vulnerable. We saw in that game on Sunday night football against the Dolphins, Tyreek Hill was able to get some plays down the sideline. But at the end of the day, it's Tyreek Hill. He's run through double coverage. Sure. But a place where they the Dolphins were really able to find success was over the middle of the field against the Eagles. And I think mm -hmm. when they play the, the zone coverage system that the Eagles like to rely on there with cover six, cover four, stuff like that, you need to have instinctive safeties who can read route combinations and, and really understand what the offense is trying to do in those match coverages when those zone coverages turn into man coverages in the middle mm -hmm. of the play. All the complex stuff that the Eagles like to do on defense. I think Kevin Byard fits perfectly in that. And again, it's at a position where it's a weakness on a team that doesn't really have a lot of weaknesses. So you get a guy who's a true pro, a true veteran, and at the end of the day, the Eagles can afford it. They're all in for a Super Bowl run. I think like the Rams, if the Eagles go yeah. on to win a Super Bowl, nobody's going to care about a fifth and sixth round pick. Terrell yeah. Edmonds, who Bayard is coming over to replace. So I think at the end of the day, kind of comes full circle with what we were just talking about. The 49ers, in my opinion, proved over the last two weeks that they're tier two. They may be alone in tier two in the NFC, but they're in tier two with the Eagles squarely in tier one. Yeah. Not only did the 49ers take a few steps back, but the Eagles took another step up with a big win against a really good team that everybody was hype on, saying the best offense of all time, maybe. The Eagles stomped them by a couple of scores on Sunday night football in the beautiful Kelly Green jerseys. And then they follow that up immediately with adding a former all-pro safety at their biggest weakness. I, I, I Just tremendous work by the Eagles, as always. So for them, it's a stamp. From the Titans' yeah. perspective, although a lot of people will, you know, clown the Titans or whatever because the A.J. Brown trade, and then you follow it up with the Bayard trade, and I can see, you know, the opinions forming there that are fair, but the A.J. Sure. Brown trade happened under a different administration during a different time with mm -hmm. this team. I think now you can't make decisions when you're the new general manager for the Titans now based on decisions the guy who got fired made. That's not yeah. the right way to right. do a job going forward. Kevin Bayard was going to be off the team. In the offseason, the way they restructured his contract in the offseason, they weren't mm -hmm. paying him $19 million and a $5 million roster bonus next year. So he's going to be off the team anyway. The Titans are 2-4, and four, probably going to 2-5 and five soon. And mm -hmm. it's best for the Titans to focus on the future. Get two draft picks in that you can maybe not use where they're at, but put together yeah. to move up even more Here's in the some draft. Mobility. Yeah, Exactly. More ammo, more flexibility. So for the Titans... This was a self-awareness moment where they realized, hey, this team isn't competing for anything serious. This guy, although being a beloved, legendary player for the franchise, he's not going to be back after the year. It's better to get something rather than nothing, even if the optics aren't great with it being the Eagles. I think it was a shrewd move from the Titans, a tough pill to swallow for the fan base, but the smart move to make going forward. And I think it's a win-win for both teams. But Ross, I'm down in the trenches on this. I'm yeah. I'm, you know, I'm maybe too close to the fire to feel it burn. You know what I mean? You tell me, what is your take on this trade from the Eagles side and, of course, the Titans side as well? Yeah. Yeah, I'll start with the Eagles side. For me, with the Eagles, for this one, when I think about their, you know, the, the defensive coordinator decide that they brought in, what I think about is aggression and discipline. Mm -hmm. And when I think about Kevin Byard, I think of aggression but discipline. It's one of my favorite things about him. It's one of my favorite things about the way that he plays the game is that he mm -hmm. is one of those guys that is a very calculated risk taker, 
while being yes. incredibly disciplined in his game and as a fantastic leader. Look, they got a lot of young guys on that uh, on that Philadelphia Eagles defense. A lot of really good mm -hmm. young guys, and they have some really right. good established veterans as well. Like we watch you know, every every Eagles game, you can't not talk about Fletcher Cox. You know what I mean? So like, they have those guys over on that defense. But when you see some of the undisciplined play that can happen sometimes you think to that Tyreek Hill touchdown where he got deep and got behind James Bradbury yep. it looked like Terrell Edmonds was supposed to kind of be the bracket safety but mm -hmm. doesn't get the depth that he needs to do completely misjudges Tyreek Hill you're right it's Tyreek Hill he's going to run past some coverage but when you're on a safety and your responsibility yeah. is Tyreek Hill you have to know to be over the top Kevin Byard's not going to make that make that mistake and mm -hmm. no way. And so I think that that's right. a big thing for me that I look at for this Philadelphia Eagles defense is that they get a player that is sort of the paramount example of what it is that Desai and what that Philadelphia mm -hmm. Eagles defense wants to personify on the field. So I love that move. And then this is maybe a little bit of a different take than, than maybe most are probably going to be looking at. But I like that Tennessee trades away Kevin Byard rather than allows him to go to the market and then potentially, you know, sign elsewhere. And I, I respect that as a respectful move by the organization. There's mm -hmm. no miscalculating or, or misunderstanding why Kevin Byard isn't a Titan going into 2024. The Tennessee right. Titans made a pragmatic decision and traded him away. It's not him walking away from a place where he is going to be a longstanding legend and be a longstanding positive influence in terms of the way that, you know, he represents that Tennessee Titans team. He gets to maintain his demeanor. He gets to maintain his reputation with the Tennessee Titans organization and fan base because he was traded away as opposed to signing somewhere else in the offseason where everybody would have kind of forgotten like oh well mm -hmm. he wasn't going to be back anyway so maybe it's a little bit unique maybe it's a little bit too specific or precise to take but that's something that i respect when organizations have that type of uh pragmatic understanding of how to deal with players and show them the respect of saying not only we're going to trade you away we're going to trade mm -hmm. you to a contender where you could potentially yep. get a ring this year i love that and kevin byard was born in philadelphia so oh, how lovely is that? Like, I mean, what you I know, it's for a guy who's been a stand-up guy. I, I think that it, it, it's a perfect match yeah. for, for where he should go. And from the Titans perspective, people say, oh, the Titans look bad here because they're trading. But I think you would look worse if you held a player 100%. like that, made him play through a rebuild, things like that, made him make a decision in the offseason. Mm -hmm. I, I, I just think this is this is the right way to handle it. I did want to throw in one note that I thought was interesting. Yeah. Tyreek Hill is so fast. That in New England, Belichick would literally have a scout team wide receiver start two or three steps ahead of yes, the yeah. line of scrimmage so that they could yeah. simulate Tyreek Hill's speed and how quickly wide receivers get on you. So just wanted to throw that how, in there because it's how insane. Wild. How wild is that? <laughs> like to be so freaking fast that yeah. uh, uh, one of the best defensive minds in the NFL says, you know what? We're going to change everything about how we yep. practice in order to make this happen. Uh, no, yeah. but I, I do I do love it for both sides. Uh, to Quickly here, because I know you have an interesting name that not a lot of folks are talking about. Are there other players that we could see the Tennessee Titans look to ship off by before the trade deadline? Yeah, obviously there's Derrick Henry, but Henry is still going to be around $6 million for the team that's acquiring him. And yeah, that's just not very savory for a lot of teams at this time of the season. That's a lot of cash that owners don't want to spend or wasn't planning on spending. Yeah. Um, I think Danico Autry 
makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be less than $4 million to acquire inside, outside pass rusher. He's an older player in his mid thirties, but if he went to a contender where he didn't have to play in every down role and he could just mm -hmm. come in on third down as a versatile pass rusher who can run twists and stunts and games up front, I think he could really help a contender for a, a fourth, fifth round pick, sixth round pick. I think the Titans would be willing to, to give him up and, and prioritize some younger edge players with the snaps at this point. I think that's another name to watch for. Yeah, that's a really, really nice one to take a look out for. All right, for more on that big trade, make sure you go and check out Locked on Eagles and check out Tyler's work over at Locked on Titans as well for even more. Coming up next, we're going to get into our yike and our like. I've got a like, Tyler's got a yike, and we're going to start off with a like here. And it all starts off with Lamar Jackson getting his flowers, and you love to see it. We got all that and much more coming up as we wrap up today's episode of Locked on NFL here on the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. But I do want to tell you guys that today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. I personally am a huge fan of Game Time. I buy tickets all the time on Game Time. I've purchased multiple tickets to baseball games, got some tickets for an NBA basketball game coming up. But it's not just sports, all right? Game Time has music, comedy, theater events, and all of that with killer last-minute deals, all-in prices. Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. It's absolutely fantastic for spontaneous buys, which fits perfectly for me, Same if I'm honest me. with you guys. <laughs> Last-minute tickets, they have flash deals, they have zone deals, and right now, if you download the GameTime app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNFL, you're going to get $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and use the code LOCKEDONNFL. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-F-L. For $20 off, download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, everybody, wrapping up today's episode of Locked On NFL with our yike and our like for the week. We appreciate all the everydayers here being with us for another episode of Locked On NFL, making us your first listen. Don't forget to go and check out Locked On NFL kickoff here on Locked On NFL, as well as every single one of our NFL shows at 2 p.m. Eastern time on Friday to get you ready for the big weekend ahead. Where the Houston, or excuse me, I almost said the Houston Oilers, but where the Tennessee Titans will be wearing their beautiful Houston Oilers yep, uh, 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 jerseys, which by the way, they will not fall to two and five because they're going to look too good to lose the Atlanta Falcons. That's the way that I'm going to put it out there. Um, this is a, a Titans win game where it, it looks like the whole world's crashing down. They're trading players. Oh, they're tanking. And mean. then the Titans yep, go out there yep. and win with Malik Willis or something. That's what's going <laughs> to happen. It's going to be weird. You'll love to see it. Um, all right, we're going to get to our Yike and our Like here, which is our weekly standing segment here on Tuesdays. Yike is the thing that we don't like from the week. Like is the thing that we do like from the week. I'm going to start us off with our Like here. Um, and, and Tyler, this one's simple for me, man. I've been waiting for it for the past couple of years to see that Lamar Jackson rebound, and it's here. Mm -hmm. Lamar Jackson was out standing going up against the Detroit Lions a team that has already been crowned over and over again all throughout the season <laughs> and even before the season and right, right and and Lamar Jackson was just outstanding through for three touchdowns two to uh Mark Andrews you saw him you know all the escape acts all the things that he does ran for a touchdown on a fourth and short as well beautiful play designs out there by Munkin like it is really coming together for Lamar Jackson. And I think right now he's on a little bit of an MVP tear. Like he's making a case mm -hmm. for himself 
early on when it comes to another MVP season for the quarterback. So you love to see it, especially with all of the contract talk that went on around him, yes. you know, recently and everything. And to see him come out and perform the way that he has so far this season, but particularly this week, gotta love to see it. Yeah, no, he he was absolutely spectacular. I on this program, on the Thursday version, of course, uh-huh. I've been a big proponent of the Baltimore Ravens were winning this division this year. I mm-hmm. thought it was going to be a, a bounce-back season for them. Yeah. I'm not going to act like I thought Lamar was going to go absolutely nucle- nuclear like right. this, and, but but he is, and he deserves it with the new offense. I kept saying, Ross, you know, in the group chats and everything, my big thing was <laughs> I'm glad that the Ravens added some wide receivers because now we get to yes. stop having the conversation yes. of, is it Lamar, is it the receivers? Zay Flowers has looked good. Lamar has been boosted by having some real wide receivers. Odell Beckham is a shadow of himself at the end of the day, but he's still able to get open. He's still able to be a good third wide receiver. Bateman can come along with Mark Andrews healthy and in the fold. The Ravens are, are really coming along. I think they're going to be a force to be reckoned with as the season continues. Shout out to Lamar Jackson, though, who's proven right now with a with a modern offense in the passing game and actual talent at wide receiver. That. He's an MVP <laughs> again. This is crazy. This is crazy. Yeah, who'd have thunk if you just update right. the offensive system, bring them into modernity, and say, here's some weapons for you to utilize, that Here it would go. work. But I love, I love it. I love it. Yeah, and, and I love but that he's Ross. proving it right. You know what I mean? And that it's not oh, a situation yeah, yeah, yeah. to where it's like they did all that and then it's still not working. They did all of it and yep. it's working. All right. Sorry. My bad. My bad. Well, answers is what I'm we hyped. want more than anything else. You know what I mean? Yes. That, that's right. my favorite thing about sports debates. We get an answer. This isn't yep. like other debates that you can have in other areas of life that you never really <laughs> get a real answer on. And there's right. never any clarity ever. We get some in sports and Lamar being awesome is very clear now. So that is a great like, and I fully supported it, and I'm glad that you made the case because I'm right there with you. My yike mm-hmm. is watching Cinderella turn back into a housemate, and we saw <laughs> it in both conferences. I am giving a yike to the Miami Dolphins mm. and the Detroit Lions, and, and yep. Ross is very, to the audience, peek behind the curtain, Ross is strict about the yike and like rules. You get one. You get one. So I had to do a little (laughs) Jedi mind trick to get both of these teams in, but they both serve the same role in both conferences. Dolphins, best offense ever. Lions, they're the flavor of the week in the NFL. They're the two hottest teams in in either of the conferences, but both of them showed this weekend they cannot sit at the big boy table yet. The Dolphins played Mm. two good teams, and they've gotten smoked by double digits by both those teams. They can't stand up in a physical game. They can't run the ball when they need to. Mm-hmm. On the other side, the Lions. The Lions are as fun as a team could be, understandable. But the Lions aren't ready for varsity football yet. They're not. They need to get in the playoffs. They need to experience some more playoff times. Coming from last year, barely squeaking in. They'll get a home playoff game this year. Maybe they win it. Then go up against a better team like Philly or San Francisco and lose. Stuff like that. Yeah. But what what I think that we've learned through the first three weeks is while the Dolphins and the Lions are cute, they're fun, sexy teams. You know, they're, they're, the the substance isn't there. And I don't yeah. think either of them are Super Bowl contenders for real. Yeah, I, I I'm still I'm still believing in the Dolphins right now. Biracial King Mike McDaniel still 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 pulling <laughs> still pulling for my guys over in Miami. But but I will say this: I think that what you learned about Miami is that if they can't run the ball, they have no identity, and that's that's tough. 
That's a really, really mm -hmm. tough thing to, to figure out because what is every defense's goal across the NFL? It's to take away your run game and make you a one-dimensional team. Every linebacker, mm -hmm. every defensive back, every defensive lineman, their first read is the run game. And that is the place where everybody is going to focus. And now when you can see a game like what happened in Philadelphia to where Philly's defense just took away the run game and you didn't have that identity or a part of your identity any longer. You watched everything else fall off. Now, Tua has been outstanding so far this season. Him having guys like Jalen Waddell, who was dealing with his back injury, as well as, of course, Tyreek Hill. Like Those guys can still make their plays, but this this team is built by its run game and its foundation is based on its run game. And so when you saw that go away and then the rest of the offense go away as well, that's a big time concern for me. And when you look at the uh, the Detroit Lions, I, I think you're right. The thing that I love about football is that at some point you just have to see it, right? You can do yes. all the things. You can make all the moves. They can write all the think pieces. You can mm -hmm. say all the things you want in the press conferences. But at some point, you just have to see it. And I think what we've seen from Detroit so far is that they're getting there, but they're not necessarily right. there just yet. Not so I'm there right yet. there with you on both of these teams. Mm -hmm. 100%. Yeah, I think uh, – I think I like the like the likes. I like the yikes. I like the win-win. <laughs> I mean, we're we're hyping up Kirk Cousins. What an episode of, I know, of I know. What, on NFL today. What an episode. I, I I didn't I never had hyping up Kirk Cousins on my bingo card for the 2023 NFL season. Here we are. No shot. Yeah, but absolutely. Yet, here we are. Here we are. Couldn't pick and a better episode to fill in for Luke. I, I just he's it. my spirit animal right now. And uh, <laughs> I, I I just appreciate the opportunity. Thank you, Kirk, for making this possible. There you go. There you go. Big shout out to Kirk Cousins. Thank you for making this yes. episode possible. And thank you for making all of our episodes here on the Lockdown Podcast Network possible every single day. We appreciate all you everydayers out there for making us your first listen of the day every day. Come on to tomorrow, Tony and James. They're going to be, or sorry, not Tony and James, Chris and James now is the lineup on those Wednesday episodes. They're going to be breaking down the biggest questions from around the NFL. So make sure you come back to check them out. And we have a couple of programming changes as we're swapping around host to make sure that schedules and everything work out so enjoy the rest of the week here at locked on nfl things uh right back to where you're used to seeing them starting next week for tyler Rowland at tic tac titans on twitter because we refuse to call it anything else i am ross jackson at ross jackson nola also on twitter we appreciate you very much for being here with us and for locking in for another episode of locked on nfl